Did you know Stephen King charged Remedy for using a quote of his at the start of the Alan Wake game? One dollar. You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit the XboxHub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello, welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode 182. My name's Gareth Wright, I'm going to be your host. And on my virtual left is Mr. Richard Dobson. How are you doing, Richard? Oh, hello. Good, thank you. How are you? Very good, very good. On my virtual right is Mr. Darren Edwards. How are you doing, Darren? Hello, yeah, lovely to be back. How are you? Very good. God, this is like a meeting someone at a party. Very good. Yes, hello. Yes, let's move on to the next <laughs> one. Um, on my virtual opposite is Mr. Paul Renshaw. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing very well, Gareth, and greetings from Bonnie, Scotland. Oh, there you go. We'll maybe hear a bit more about that in a minute. Um, sorry for the delay, everyone. We haven't been on for a while, but we're back. We're back in November. Um, excited, fresh, ready to talk about some amazing games. Um, how's our week been, first of all, though? Paul, how's your week been? Well, I was going to say, let's not build it up too much, Gareth. <laughs> well, we've got... um, my week has been very good. Um, I've taken a week off work and I've come up to Scotland with the family to see my mother and my grandmother um and we've been doing all sorts of touristy things so we went to the zoo yesterday and saw the pandas and everything else so that was lots of fun um edinburgh zoo's absolutely massive but i just wish they had found a flatter piece of land to build it on because it there is not a single flat bit of it anywhere it's all uphill both ways it's terrible um, and then today we've been to the National Museum of Scotland and educated ourselves, so uh, we're feeling very cultured. What have you learned, Paul? Uh, what have I learned? I've learned that video games are good because um, in the in the museum there's a full-size replica of a Formula One car you can sit in and do some laps of a track, so that's quite good. So uh, there you go. Video <laughs> games are good for your kids. It's official. Oh, God. I can't believe you're playing <laughs> basically Forza. <laughs> In a bloody museum. Oh. Why? But, you know, it was in a museum, yeah. so therefore it's high culture, therefore <laughs> video games are good. I've, I've lost faith in humanity. Drop the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Paul. What about you, Darren? No problem. Uh, well, it's it's been a while, um, so I've managed to get through the overlap and find the podcast realm, which has been nice. Um, so I've been um, working quite a lot as per, but last night we went to um, to see a screening of Psycho with a live orchestra um, for Halloween. So we did something a bit different. We left some sweets on the step and buggered off for the evening. So it was quite nice, actually. Um, and it was amazing how they play it to perfect timing to the screen is is incredible the conductor's got a little analog clock on one side of his ipad and then the actual film playing um so we can make sure he times the the orchestra perfectly to, to play the play the soundtrack so that was really really good a couple of tv series watching um loki series two it is marvel but it is the best marvel thing i've watched in a good couple of years probably um it is very good if those Marvel fans want some kind of reason to still believe, then I would suggest Loki's the place to go. And I don't know if you've watched this yet, Gareth, Mike Flanagan's newest on Netflix, The Fall of the House of Usher as well. We've watched a couple of those, um, but I'm looking forward to finishing that series off. So, yeah, quite a bit, to be fair. Wow, there is a lot. There's a talk at the moment, there's a rumour today that they're going to bring back the original Marvel Avengers cast, even Iron Man. Yeah, I've heard that. I'm not sure if that will come out. No, I don't think that <laughs> They're worried, aren't they? It's, it's, uh, mm. I don't think it's probably them. I think it's just where you just get bored of stuff. We want something else. It's uh, too big and it's too yeah. many loose ends. At least the first few phases had some sort of arc, but this it feels like it's run away with itself. But they're going to do something, I think, to yeah. rein it back in. Yeah. Um, good. I haven't seen The Fall of the House of Asher yet, but I'm, we're, we're, we're going to watch it soon after a couple more things. I haven't really watched much recently. Um, Richard, what about you? What have you been doing this week? Uh, well, just we watched the 
the film on Disney Plus, the sci-fi alien ones, No One Will Save You, last night. Oh, what um, did you think? That's why I talked about this ages ago, didn't I? It was all right. I think oh, it was really good Christ. until the third act, and then it all just sort of fell apart a little bit, and I appreciate what they tried to do with it, but it wasn't for me. Um, the whole thing with um, there not being uh, hardly any speech, and I didn't think brought anything to the to the table um but i i appreciate the the, the jeopardy that that she was in for the most part well, the, i think the aliens were pretty good the speaking thing because i said it here on the podcast i didn't know of course that that was a thing and it's only like a half an hour three quarters away through i went to bernadette um there's to be no words in this Mm. <laughs> so, so that had a nice surprise for me, but of course everyone knows about it now. So it's it becomes like you said, if you if you know a bit about it, it might be a bit. Uh, what's the point of this? It's quite nice if you don't know, and they're not made a thing yeah. out of it, and then you'll go, oh, that's quite interesting. But yeah, I think I think I was kind of expecting something when I saw the trailer, and there was there was no speech in it, and knowing that uh, Caitlin Dever or Diva, she's um American actress. I was like, well, it's not going to be a subtitle film because they always do that with subtitle mm. films where they don't put any speech in the trailers. So I was like, oh, is it going to be a, a silent film then? And then, yeah, for the most part it was. But but obviously with it being Halloween as well, um, we went to a party on Saturday and I had a Halloween costume disaster. I thought I'd be really clever by um, buying a cloak and dressing up as a, a traitor from the TV show last year. Oh, my God. Um but as soon as I walked into the party, everyone thought I looked like a hobbit and was just quoting Lord of the Rings at me for the rest of the night. Is <laughs> 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 them hairy feet of yours? Well, I did shave them beforehand, but obviously not enough. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, Richard, I like that. Um, good. Um, right. What have I been doing? What have I been doing? I've just been. I've finished doing a show. That's why we've been on the podcast for like a three-week run. I'm done. I'm over. I had to learn some new lines straight away for an audition for Sense and Sensibility film. And that was horrendous. And I'm all over now. I'm going to go away soon. So that's good for a little break. But we've been playing games. Now, I think the last time we were on the podcast, I think maybe it was Paul and Richard. We had a good old rant. We, we, Paul couldn't talk. It was really nice. Um, he can reply back. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't know why I keep turning up to that. <laughs> All I get is abuse. Because <laughs> he can, the internet was trouble. Every time he, we talked over each other, he had to wait his turn. And he was like, he was livid. He was livid. He was so angry at what we were saying. He couldn't interrupt. It was amazing. Um, but I think I was that saying... can tonight. You can. I think I was saying <laughs> I'm a bit... I was a bit bored, maybe. And we had a conversation about kind of like... Not bored. Just a bit like, oh, new stuff. I want some new stuff in games. I think that I think October's delivered some of that. Um, should we talk about the first one? Maybe let's go, Darren. Let's talk about the big one first of all. What's your first one? Yes. So uh, it's no surprise. My first one is uh, Alan Wake Two, which came out at the end of last week. Um, so it was bumped a couple of weeks because of the crowded. Uh, well, we assume because of the crowded um, release schedule, but the, the official allowance to put some more polish on it. I think. Um, so I mean, I'll just make no bones about it for me i think it will it's a good shout for game of the year i was impressed at every turn um i started playing it last week and finished it a day or two ago and all i did when i came home from work was just boot it up and play it i was absolutely absorbed by it um it looks fantastic especially on the xbox series x as well i've heard that it it potentially looks best even better than on the ps5 on the x which is really good to hear um and for those who haven't played the original back in 2010 it is a sequel to it as well as the as the number two suggests but it doesn't start with um alan wake himself so there's another character saga anderson so she's an fbi um detective and she's got a bit of a reputation for solving the seemingly impossible cases so her and her partner rock up to bright falls because there's been um a murder and it's a ritualistic murder so there's this cult there um on the loose so they're they're tasked to go in and and try and solve it and of course it being alan wake it's never as straightforward as it seems and in the game you can play as her and you can play as alan wake um 
seemingly two separate stories which then intertwine and, and start to come together as well uh, and you can switch between the stories at certain points so there'll be certain save points and uh, it's an overturned janitor's bucket of water and that's where you can kind of um, shoot over to the other storyline if you like so the combat works in a similar way to the original in terms of you've got to make use of light um, to basically illuminate the enemies, which are called the Taken, and it kind of strips away a surface level armor or ore around them, and then they can be damaged by gunfire and other weapons that you'll get, such as flare guns and stuff as you play through the game. But there's just, it's just the way they tell a story. I mean, we've talked about on the podcast before, something I think you, Gareth, um, hold quite highly in terms of games is storytelling and how they tell stories and the mechanics they use to do that. And I think Remedy have really raised the bar with this, that the combination of FMV and CGI and even when um, CGI Alan Wake kind of morphs into the live action the similarities between them are incredible like it's an incredible achievement and there's some really good actors like um, David Harewood's in it um, you know the, there's, there's, there's just it's very well done it's very well acted the voice acting is brilliant the physical acting is brilliant um, and there's music courtesy of Poets of the Fall, who return as the old Sons of Asgard um, as well, who are a Finnish band who were, um, who've been linked to Control and other Remedy games as well. So, I mean, I could just ramble on. You probably want to ask me some questions, put some structure around it, but it's it's absolutely brilliant. I loved every second of it. Paul, Richard, have you got any questions before I go in? Um, oh. When you said the enemies are called the Taken, mm-hmm. Do they have a particular set of skills that make them a nightmare for people <laughs> like you? <laughs> well, um, voice recognition. No, um, they, I think there's, more, there's, a, there's a greater variety of them this time around. So they've been corrupted by the dark place, basically. So spoiler alert for the end of Alan Wake, um, switch off now. But uh, he gets trapped in a dark place at the end of the first game. Um, and he is basically trying to get out in Alan Wake 2. Um, and if you think about it, at uh, two sides of a wall, Saga's storyline's happening on one side, Alan Wake's is happening on the other, and there's bits and bobs that kind of get through, and it it, it tells the story of how they kind of cross over and intertwine. Um, but there's, they're quite difficult, I think, this time around. It's quite a difficult game, so you will die, you'll run out of ammo, you might have to run away, you know, you might go off trying to unlock these um, cult stashes, which are like these strong boxes with um, ammunition and other goodies in. But as a result, you might come up against another enemy and end up getting killed, so it's not worth it. So it is a difficult game and they are everywhere as well. There's some more kind of, it's not an it's not open, open world, but there are some larger environments, more typically with Saga. Um, and then there are more kind of on rails, if you like, set pieces with Alan. And there's one bit in particular with Alan that I won't spoil, um, but it's just called Alan Wake the Musical. And it's probably the best set piece I've played in, in, in years in a video game, if not ever. It's absolutely brilliant. I couldn't stop smiling all the way through it. It was great. Good. Richard, anything to add? Uh, yeah, because um, I've never played the first one, but would you recommend going straight into the second one or playing the first one? I think it depends on how much you value the really getting into the story and getting absorbed into the universe because because it's a sequel um they do kind of they do reference it enough so you can piece together what's happened in the first one to the level that you need to play the second one but if you really want to get a really good understanding of the character of Alan Wake and in and what's happened and why he is kind of where he is then I think the first one still stands up very strongly. So there's a remastered one as well of the first one, which they released two or three years ago, I think. So if you've got time, go and play the first one to get the most out of the sequel, but you don't have to play it to know what's going on or to enjoy it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't remember anything from the first one. <laughs> so it's like, it didn't, it doesn't, I remember he kind of went, dis, he disappeared mm. and a few bits, but so it doesn't, it doesn't matter that much. Um, mm. it, I hated the first one. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, it is a very different. I mean, it's a technical masterclass, as in it just looks ridiculous. It looks ridiculous. It they do a thing as well, which I think, um, which I just find amazing. It's like you're playing a saga, and at any moment you can 
just go to she has like a mind palace which is like um yes. um the hannibal series which is like this kind of mind palace where they've got all the clues like um investigation board and this kind of room and instantly you can just go backwards and forwards between action and go into this mind palace which is a completely detailed graphical room with all these kind of clues and stuff you just switch in backwards and forward without a, a blink on the xbox it's kind of like amazingly done and just some of the best looking things you've ever seen it's like so it's 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 kind of worth and also just on the thing on gameplay there's nothing what we talked about last thing nothing feels predictable it didn't feel like i mean i can't remember the first one apart from shining a torch at things that's the only thing i can recognize from this one but it does it it, it surprises all the time it surprises in what it does it's always kind of doing something different and i'm only halfway through so it might get a bit more um the same at the end but yeah it's amazing i think it's for me it's well, yeah it's, up, it's definitely game of the year well, up there number one or two i would say so i mean yeah. you've got a lot of good stuff to call mm. it as you can imagine so it's no secret there's going to be dlc next year so it doesn't end all neatly tied up it's uh, there's still loads of questions at the end as well. Um, so it's it's a it's a brilliantly told story and it keeps you. It kept me hooked to the very end anyway, and I just wanted it to carry on, but obviously it can't go on forever. So yeah, could be a big big one. Could, could be, like Richard said last time, in the Xbox Hub team, we've all got different ones. <laughs> Everyone's got something yeah. different, <laughs> but yeah. it might be. It's my my. I might. I think I'm going to whack it up there, the top maybe. Yeah. Um, good. Thank you, Darren. Alan Wink to Paul, what have you got? What's your first one? Well, in a change from the uh, the build things, I've suddenly remembered another game I've been playing, mm. um, which is Lords of the Fallen. Oh, um, oh yes. So, yes. Um, I've done the review for it. It's now live on the site. Um, and basically, this is another sequel, almost, except the only thing it shares with the original game is the, the name. There's literally no link. Oh, and the baddie. The big baddie that's in it as well is the same as the one that was ended at the end of the first game. Um, and it's a very, very good Souls-like game. Um, I know you're a fan of a Souls-like, Gareth. Yes. Yes, I am. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, beyond, beyond my gravestone. It yeah. does actually do like you were requesting. It does do something new which is the fact that there are two worlds. So you remember we discussed it last time where we thought it was going to be a bit like Soul Reaver. Mm. Um, it is exactly like that. You will get to points in the, the real world where you can't make any progress. But if you shine your magic torch around, it shows you that there's bridges to go over and you can switch from the real world to the umbral, which is the world of the dead, at any time. But in order to get out of the umbral, you have to find either a vestige or a little statue that will let you transition back to the real world. So once you're in there, you might not be able to get out. So it makes it a little bit more uh, worrying. Mm. So, um, But it, it looks good. It plays really well. Um, there was an issue when I started playing it where it would go into sort of jerky motion and really stutter. Um, but they fixed that very quickly with the patch, and it's been as smooth as silk ever since. Um, you can get people in to help you, so you can do the entire game co-op if you wish. Um, so there's none of this just getting people in to help you with a boss. Mm. You can have somebody and just do the full game co-op. So me and my son have been playing it together. It's, it's uh, Obviously, I've been hiding behind him, and he's been taking out all the baddies. So... Uh, it's 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 a very very good game. Mm. So uh, okay. there you go. Check out the review on the website. Yeah, would you give it? Um, I'm not at liberty to say. It may be a score that I get some ridicule for. <laughs> okay. Good, Darren. What did you give Darren Wake to before we start? Uh, you get a five. So in I, it? I I didn't Six. sit on the fence. I gave it a five out of five, right. and I must say I have been play. I've been lucky to play some amazing games recently. In the last six weeks, I've given three five out of fives, <sighs> and they're the only three I've given all year. So we are we have just been through an incredible month or so for gaming, definitely. Great. What were the other two? Uh, the first one I gave was um, the Resident Evil Four DLC Separate Ways. 
because mm-hmm. um, as a DLC, it was just a, they set a bar in what they did for for the base game. Um, I might come on to talk to the second one in a bit, which was Cocoon, a little indie one from published by Hannah Perna, um, and then of course Animal Two. Is that the one about where the old people go? <laughs> and they disappear. No, no, that's uh, that's something that's oh, right, sinister, sorry. I think. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, the old people don't go somewhere and disappear. I've never watched the film. Oh, yeah, okay. Just, yeah. I knew it's, that there was something to do with old folks. It's, it's a good film, the Kaku. I, mean, I just remembered it's it. Right. Mm, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a bit, bit wishy washy for me. There's not enough explosions and no. shooting. No. Um, good. <laughs> Thank you, Paul, Lords of the Fallen. Um, Richard, what have you got? Um, I'm not going to be as positive as you guys, unfortunately. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, another game that came out in October that I just put a review out for is Sonic Superstars, which is oh. the. What? <laughs> it's just you being you're not being negative, not being positive about a Sonic game. That's like one of the. Uh, Harbingers of the Apocalypse, isn't it? I mean, I review I review a lot of the Sonic games, but I would rarely say I'm positive about them. Oh, I thought you were a Sonic, Sonic Super fan. Yeah. yeah. Let's hear your thoughts. Anyway, for me since it's this is the supposed multiplayer Sonic 2D Sonic game, um, and I say supposed because. Um, the multiplayer doesn't work. It's kind of it. Well, it's not kind of like it's exactly like how when you used to play Sonic the Hedgehog two, and you could have a second player control Tails, yeah. but only so far as uh, where Sonic was. If Tails was off the screen, then <coughs> tough luck for them. And that's exactly how Sonic Superstars works as well. Uh, it will focus on the player that's out in front, and anyone else that's lagging behind can then needs to press the air button to sort of respawn on the screen which isn't the multiplayer that, w- that was seemingly advertised and it just feels like a, such a poor way to to implement multiplayer into a, into a Sonic game um, I guess it kind of wants everyone on the one screen at the one time but it would have worked so much better had it have just done split screen and had people at least able to play a full level at their own pace rather than this method of um, having to spawn back onto the screen just didn't make any sense to me at all. Um, And then it also has like a versus multiplayer mode, um, which again is very poorly done. It's not like, again, I'm referring back to Sonic 2, but the, uh, the local versus multiplayer on that is still exceptionally fun to play and, and, and what's in Sonic Superstars is just like a series of a couple of mini games that aren't very good on a looping on a looping uh, 2D section of level um and then there's various different challenges to do and then and then that's pretty much it um i had much more fun with it as a as a single player sonic game uh unfortunately that's not how it's really been advertised and i think it's a massive missed opportunity do you think this is the end of sonic no <laughs> <laughs> Sonic will never die. Oh. Oh, that's a shame. It was interesting to sort of see how Sonic Superstars and Super Mario Brothers Wonder came out at the same time mm. with a similar premise. And um, mm-hmm. this one just seems to have been a, a massively missed opportunity for them. Yeah, that is a shame. It's such a shame. I'm a yeah. big Sonic fan like you, Richard, and I remember the originals and. I don't know what it is. Just can't seem to get it right at the moment. Like when you're describing that, that seems like a kind of a throwback to how they used to work. But the wonders of modern technology is you don't have to do it like that anymore. So yeah. they could have, like Mario's nailed it, hasn't it? You see four players on the screen at once, and I, don't, I yeah, I'm disappointed. But yeah, that's a shame. Not surprised, I guess. Yeah, disappointed but not surprised is how I would sum it up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sounds like my life. Um, <laughs> no. Um, um, right, I'm going to talk about a game. Um, um, what am I going to talk about? Oh, yeah, I'm going to talk about Jossant, um, which Neil reviewed for us. Um, and he gave it a 4.5 out of 5. And it's on Game Pass now. It came out, I think, on Tuesday, came out yesterday. And I've spent about a couple of hours with it. It's really good. 
So the idea is you're this kind of, there's no explanation really, you're this kind of strange sort of pink alien human um, with kind of lines of your face and you, you're you in this sort of des deserted area and you just start to climb. And you're climbing up these kind of, almost like ruins. There were sort of fishing boats and some of these things. So obviously there was water in there at some point. And you're climbing and you're going to little settlements and you're kind of like finding information from letters and about what happened to this world or you're drawing frescoes or you're, you're kind of just finding little extra things to work out. And then you're just climbing. <laughs> it sounds bad. But the climbing mechanic is really brilliant. Um, so you have RT right hand, L2 left hand, you put pinions down so you can kind of clamp to that, jump up, and you've got a stamina bar, but it isn't that very annoying thing in some games I've played recently when the stamina bar goes every two seconds and you have to kind of like hold on for dear life before it goes. It's kind of quite <laughs> generous. Um, but they they just keep uh, ramping up what that climbing mechanic does and extra little bits, and it looks beautiful. The game just looks stunning and has that kind of very kind of journey visual feel to it um beautiful kind of soundtrack again you know visual storytelling rather than even though there are things you find letters but it's you're sort of guessing you're trying to guess what's happened to this world and who this person is that's doing the traveling it's really intriguing if you've got the game pass you've got to just give it a go um when i first played it the first five minutes i was like oh and then I was like hooked completely. And all I'm thinking about now is I want to go back and play the rest of it. It's great. I think Neil said it's about four to five hours long, maybe a bit longer. But yeah, it's um, it's a really wonderful experience. Another brilliant game that's come out at the end of the month on Game Pass. Um, but give it a go. Um, let's have one more game each of them because we've got a lot to get through. Here's, here's a sirens. Yeah, that's gone. Um, <laughs> yeah, here we go. Uh, here we go. Dan, what's your second game? Uh, so I will I will talk about um, Cocoon um, because I think it deserves a, a shout out. So this is the I gave this five out of five, and then I'll wait two five out of five. So two on the bounce. Um, so this is, it was at the Annapurna Showcase. So I've expressed my love for their showcases, um, much to Paul's dismay on the podcast and in the past. Um, a collection of brilliant indie developers for the most part from all around the world. And this also landed on Game Pass as well. Uh, and it's from the gameplay designer who worked on Limbo and Inside as well. So you can imagine what type of game it is. And it's about five or six hours long, beautifully animated game. And again, there's no dialogue, there's no real story. You just emerge from a cocoon and start to explore the world around you. And essentially it's a puzzle game um, so you have the ability to encase worlds in these little orbs and then carry it around with you. Um, and then you use those orbs to move like ancient alien machines and solve puzzles to navigate the, the landscapes as well. Um, but then at any time you can dive into the orb when you find like a little um, reflection pool. So you set it in the middle and then you can enter that world. And then you can start going to worlds within worlds if you've got enough of the orbs as you kind of unlock them as you play. And then the orbs um, also give you abilities such as revealing hidden platforms or maybe teleporting from one side of the screen to the other. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's just a really clever, brilliant game. And it's one of those where I sat down and I said to you, Gareth, I sat down expecting to give it a couple of hours and played it to completion. Didn't get up for about six hours. I was just absolutely captivated by it. It's it's even the clever use of sound. So you'll try different solutions and only when you get the right one will you hear a little chiming sound in the background, just a subtle nod that you're on the right track. Um, it's, it's, it's really, really impressive. And there's little boss battles as well as you go through. They're called Guardians, but each fight is different. So you have to make use of your ability. So whether you're... Um, using the teleport technique to avoid getting bogged down by like reeds so then the boss comes and tramples you or whether you use this little helicopter um, to, to spray water on the boss and then give it a good kick in. There's just loads of different ideas in there and I just think it's a brilliant little game and everybody should go and give it a look because I loved it. Paul, Richard, have you played it yet? No, I'm not, no. but it sounds good. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It sounds dreadful. <laughs> 
I talked about no, this on the Paul, podcast. You've, about you've, weeks, you've yeah. given me you've given me a headache just talking about it. <laughs> I know it's not John Carpenter's stereotype gun battle, but you know it's. Hey, uh, listen, it's, it's John great. Carpenter's stereotype gun battle. You know what you're getting. So, <laughs> dear um, me, Paul, well, try yeah, it. Paul. Yeah, it deserves it. It's brilliant. It's very, very good. Um, Paul, what, what have you got? What's your last game? My last game. Um, I'm going to talk about a little strange one called Warm Snow. Now, it's not, as you might expect, just a game about water. It's actually a kind of top-down road light set in a in sort of ancient China. Um, and basically, you have to run around, fight monsters with your swords, and then die, usually then you get to upgrade your character a little bit and then you get to go on another run and it's just very much keep trying it and each time you do it you get a little bit stronger you then you can get a little bit further in the game classic sort of i've never quite sure whether it's rogue like or whether it's road light um so i'm going to have to get that defined for me one day but it's one of those and it's very good it's got a very intriguing art style it's um it's almost like the characters are made out of paper and jointed. It's it's very hard to describe, but it's a unique look. Um, and the action is pretty much nonstop. And there's multiple routes through the game. And it's always a different kind of layout. So on one run, you'll get a route where you can get to a new weapon. And on the next run, it might be that that route will take you to a treasure chest, say um so yeah it's always changing and i'm really quite enjoying it i'll be writing the review in the next couple of days so uh keep your eyes out for that warm snow um warm good no good great um richard what's your last game uh i'll talk quickly about the metal gear solid master collection that i'm currently reviewing oh jesus oh um <laughs> uh, everyone everyone knows about Metal Gear Solid and this this collection that came out uh, a couple of weeks ago contains the first three Metal Gear Solid games, uh, the two original Metal Gear games, um, and then a f- fake non-canon American version that that's sort of been discredited by Kojima since. But yeah, like I, I don't need to explain about the, the first three Metal Gear Solid games. They're the classics for a reason um, still play brilliantly in this collection, even though there's a, there's, a, there's potentially a few issues around um, how the how they're presented. I think um, two and three in this collection are, are at 30 frames per second, when originally they ran at 60 frames per second, and that's irked a lot of people that, that perhaps they've not given them the, enough love and attention. Um, but I think I think the big thing for me with this with this collection is obviously these games are classics and and they're they're still very playable today. But it's it's just how Konami have sort of handled it. So even um, even the digital version of it will will give you five apps in your game library now. So you have an app for um, the, the the three Metal Gear Solid games, one each, one for uh, Metal Gear, Metal Gear 2 and then a fifth one for all the bonus stuff and it just it just makes it feel like a very disjointed collection rather than a all in the one um, yeah. uh, sort of app and you can pick and choose the games as on a list and things like that but they also have um, each, each app has got a, a thing called a master book which tells you the entire history of Metal Gear that's from good. start to, to finish where it is now but that appears on every single app and it's the same book every time right and it's just it's just they've just made a few of these design choices that just don't make any sense um and it sort of it does put a bit of a downer on the collection as a whole because obviously this is volume one and they've not officially announced volume two but it's it's going to happen I just know that there's going to be a load more apps and it, it would just would have been nice to have everything under one Metal Gear solid umbrella and um, sort of celebrate the, the legacy of the series that way would have been a bit better. 
Richard, can I ask you, what did you think of the uh, MG3 remaster trailer that was on the Xbox conference last week? Were you impressed? Uh, Were you upset? Were you bored? I thought it looked, it looked pretty good. <laughs> no, but it's, but I think it's pre-alpha footage, which mm. they were upfront about. So obviously, take anything like that with a pinch of salt because it's not going to look anything like that when it, when it actually releases. Um, but I think it shows you just how far away they are with, with this game as well. Like, yeah, It's going to be at least a couple of years before this yeah. remake's done. I don't know why they showed it. It's such a weird no. thing. So weird. <laughs> Just don't. Yeah. It's so odd. Yeah. Anyway. I Good. Have a question. If that's I have right, a question too. Oh my God. Go on, see if it's the same one. No, no. You go first, Darren. You said it. Oh, bless you. So I was really looking forward to this, and I've read a bit of the reception and stuff as well about it because I did a piece for the site about kind of hyping it up. I was a massive fan of Metal Gear when it came out. What have they done versus the originals for this collection, Richard? Because they've called it the Master Collection. What work have they actually put in to kind of bring it up to date? So there's, if we look at Metal Gear Solid 1, for example, it's Mm. got the different uh, localised versions. Um, It's also got the VR missions. Oh, yeah. They're they're all included, which is good. Um, But in terms of additional stuff i don't think there is anything i think uh we in the west have got the chance to play is it integral is that the the version that released i'm a, I'm a bit confused about all the different versions that are available but i think there's some stuff that we're getting for the first time that perhaps right, okay. we didn't have but either way um the games are pretty much as they were oh, when they okay. initially released which is, is a good or a bad thing. I don't know. Okay, my question then. I mean, Darren's gone broad and everything. He wants to get a good picture of the game, which is fantastic. Well done, Darren. Um, my question is, um, Psycho Mantis boss fight, how does it work when you can't plug your controller into port two? Well, Ooh, good shout. Um, you set up, before you start the game, you can set up a, a fake memory card and you can choose what um, other Konami saves you want on there. So when it comes to that boss fight, you can heal, will say, his lines if you've got those saved on the memory card. And in the options menu for the first game, um, obviously it won't make much sense to, to anyone that's not aware of it, but there's an option to change whether your controller would be considered in part one or part two. Ah, I see. Fair enough. So you can still... You can still cheese. No, it's not cheese the fire. I guess it's the the official way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want an extra challenge, leave it in part one because it can Excellent. be done. It's just very hard. Mm. Brilliant. Thank you for that, Richard. I won't be playing that, but it's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> never go back unless they've done something to it. Um, I'm going to talk about one game really quickly because we've got quite a lot to get through. Is um, is a brilliant indie game, another great game called El Paso Elsewhere um, that I reviewed. I don't know if it's up yet. Um, it's basically it has the the Max Payne um, <laughs> gameplay mechanics. So you're this kind of like um, vampire hunter, but like a hard boiled detective, um, and you can you take pills to keep your health up and you've got guns and you shoot, but you go into the slow-mo, like diving backwards and forwards, exactly like Max Payne. So they've, they've used that. It looks like a PS1 game as well, or maybe sort of just early PS2 has that kind of like thing. But what they do with that and this kind of tell this story of this vampire hunter and Dracula, who's this female Dracula who fall in love and who had a relationship and it's about them kind of breaking up that you hear all the way through the story. But he's going to kill her because she's going to destroy the world. But it's told in a, like a Pulp Fiction, Tarantino-y kind of detective noir voiceover. And it's some of the best writing and the best use of that self-duration and cutscenes you'd, you'd ever see. It's like a film at some point. It's so well done. 
this is what they can do with these PS1 stroke early PS2 um, graphics. It's um, brilliant. And also the, the shooting stuff's fun. You're sort of on a loop. You're just going down level upon level shooting things. Um, and it's hard as nails. But luckily for me, there's a thing I can put in the thing that gives me infinite health and infinite ammo because I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, and it's kind of amazing. Even with that, it's amazing. You kind of go to each level, you rescue some hostages, kill everything, and then you go on to the next one. And uh, it gets stranger and stranger as you go. It's a long old game. That's my was my only criticism. So it's about 9 to 11 hours game, I reckon. For an indie game like this, it's quite long. So there's a couple of bits in the middle, so it gets a bit samey. But it's really good. I think... I think Paul, you'd love that. I think El Paso well, also... guns and shooting. Oh yeah, slow motion. I know. I was really into it. Um, <sighs> loved it. I really loved it. Um, so there we go. There's our games. Um, now we're going to do a quiz in a minute. We're just going to do a nice little quiz, but we're going to just go through like we do at the start of every month. We're going to go through the Xbox Hub's twelve best Xbox and Game Pass games you should be playing in November. We're going to go through the list, and as usual. A lot of us won't know anything about these games or have nothing to say about them. So that's what happens every month. But we love it. We love the feature. <laughs> We're going to do it still. Oh, good. We do like a list. Yeah, we do like a list. Um, so our first one on our list is, of course, Rollercoaster Tycoon Adventures Deluxe, which Darren can talk about. Can you, Darren? I can, because I am currently um, reviewing this. So the review, if it's not live now, will be live very soon. Um, so this... The original was a bit of a spin-off. I think it came the Switch a few years ago, Adventures. Um, but the original original was back in PC, back in the day when I played it, in the kind of land of theme hospital and Age of Empires, that type of era. So this has come to Xbox, um, and it's... Oh, compared to the original, it feels quite dumbed down. If it was called My First Kind of Theme Park Simulator, that would be more realistic i think in terms of how it how it plays a lot of the stuff is missing from the original in terms of depth of options and things so i'm not extremely impressed at the minute if i'm being honest but then again i am a fan of the original so i'm going to be a bit kind of biased um but yeah if you like theme park sims i think it's more i think it's probably better for like younger gamers to be honest it's very simple um and it's very repetitive as well something that the original avoided because of all the options so i'm gonna say you should be playing it but maybe you shouldn't well that started our um, list off on a high um the 12 best <laughs> ask a question yeah but, uh, on, please course. um because i remember playing the original as well on the pc but you've done park beyond as well this year darren but which one yes. of those two would you recommend uh Park Beyond is um, in a lot of ways, mainly because um, of the customization options, which you go into one of these simulators kind of wanting. So as an example, in Rollercoaster Tycoon Adventures Deluxe, you don't hire staff and manage them. You just build oh, right. like a maintenance shed and a man will appear out of the maintenance shed and start doing maintenance around the park. Or you build a ride, but you don't need to build a specific queuing area. The, the, the visitors just walk towards the front of the building and just phase into it and disappear and all of a sudden they're on the ride so it feels very dumbed down and stripped back which is a real shame really yeah okay good thank you for that good That's told me a lot thank you um dave obviously does our does this lovely list every month good on dave i wish you put a date on though we don't know when it gets released every time i'm gonna say it's released today okay thank you good he won't be listening to this so he went, oh, we're telling him. Um, it's a good job somebody was prepared, Darren. Uh, well, you know, that's my middle name for, you know, yeah, professionals yeah, absolutely. Podcast, Well, Paul, right? Paul's got all the other dates, so we can ask him when he gets to <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, all in November. <laughs> and the next one on the list is Robocop Rogue City. It's an unusual again. This has got sort of like really high reviews and really mm. bad reviews. It's like a real mixed, or mixed bag. Um I, I like the look of this to you. I think we've given it a 4.5 out of 5. I think... Um, Did Paul um, review it? No, no, Ali, no, Ali. no Ali. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Just because it's got guns and shooting in doesn't mean I review it. Uh, and shooting in a 4.5. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Holy Trinity. Um, <laughs> it, it looks great. I think it looks good fun. Anyone, anyone else excited about this? Anyone's going to play it? Uh, now that I've... Yeah, now I've seen the review, I'm quite interested. It wasn't really on my radar before, but 
Yeah, it's, uh, I, I do like the RoboCop film, the original. Mm. The second one's not so bad, mm. like the, the remake, but the first one is proper. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, that's out now, I think, today. I think it's today. Um, that's, the, that's the only date you're going to get after that. It's all a blur. Uh, <laughs> the next one on the list is the Talos Principle 2. Um, I think I might have reviewed the first Talos Principle. Maybe I didn't know I've played it anyway. It's a puzzle game. Um, it looks like they've expanded that kind of world. I think before it was only in a sort of park, but now it seems to be huge, almost like witness kind of like um, scale. But yeah, it looks great. Yeah, it does look really interesting. Anyone else want to play this? Mm, I played the first one. It was all right, but hmm. you know, it's it's not it's not blowing up my skirt. Oh, good. Thank God for that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, good. Um, another game on Paul's list is Football Manager 2024. That's coming oh, out again. Oh, God, yeah. Can't wait for that one. <laughs> um, James would do a review of this, and it would be the top um, review of the year for the next eight months. No, <laughs> no. Um, but it's back again. It's back on Game Pass again. I mean, I haven't played it for a while. I think I might give it a go this year. I just don't get on with the, the console version. I like the on my PC or Apple. Um, let's go to Like a Dragon Galen, the man who erased his name. Richard, can I ask you about this first of all? Is this a remake of a game or is this a completely new original game? This is a new one. This is to sort of <laughs> to bridge the gap between Yakuza 6 and Yakuza Infinite Wealth or Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth that comes out in uh, January. Um so the end of end of six spoilers, but Kiryu walked away from everything finally. Um, so like a dragon, Yakuza Seven, like a dragon, started off with a whole new protagonist, and then in this new one that's coming out in January, they're both back in it. So it's trying to it's trying to bridge the gap between where Kiryu's been basically that whole time. So I'm under the impression it's a more condensed story for a for a like a dragon yakuza game that's previously been but everything that i've seen so far they've not lost all the the crazy shenanigans that can also happen good um it's on game pass um i will finish one of these games one day as i said before it's not because i don't like them it's just because i just always stop just stop and go i do something else now and then never go back Um, i think one day i'll perhaps start one (laughs) Is this the one in the trailer where he was naked on the beach, or is that a different no, one? No, no, that's a January one. No, that's, that's, that's the January world. one. Yeah. That's oh, the one with so the Animal confused. Crossing right. style oh, minigame. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm not into that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I'll play this one. Uh, um, good. Um, good. Next one on the list is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Um, small little indie nice. shooter. Uh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> The question is, will anyone buy this on Xbox or are they just going to wait for a couple of months when it comes maybe next year? It's a hard one, isn't it? Um, but that's coming out. Nope. People will like it. People will play it. Uh, Persona 5 Tactica. Is this another one of these? Is yeah. It? Oh, God. What's this one? Never mind, God. Do you? Are you old enough to remember Final Fantasy Tactics? Yeah, but I didn't play it. Why? <laughs> Wrong with you. That's terrible. Come on. Tell me, tell me yeah, about this. Basically, it's, it's, uh, they're taking the characters from Persona and putting them into a turn-based tactical kind of strategy game. And it's going to be awesome. And as soon as I get around to starting it, I will uh, do a review in due course. Oh. Are you reviewing it, then? Possibly. Oh. I'm, I'm not at liberty to say because oh. the embargo is not yet. Okay. All right, good. <laughs> Four and a half. Four and a half. Persona games get a five. So, uh, uh, gosh. Uh, okay, that's coming out soon. Um, this is Dave, Dave, Dave Ozzy's Bluey the video game. <laughs> one of Dave's oh, one. That's got Dave written all He's over got, it. Dave's got kids. He plays a lot of good games with kids, and this is one of the Bluey the video game. Uh, yep, I don't know what else we could say about that, but he's got Bluey. I don't know who Bluey is, but he's got a game. And Bluey is, oh, the, is a dog. Yeah. Oh. Bandit is he, he, the best dad in the entire world. You need to watch Bluey. I'm not going to watch Bluey. I, I think it's emotionally heavy. Is that right? It is. It's it's honestly. I'm I'm a member of a, a group on Facebook um, called Gaming Dad, <laughs> and believe it or not, Bluey 
is like he's held up as this paragon of fatherly virtues. He is oh, this wow. the bandit, the dog in it, is the uh, the best dad in the world. So everybody should strive to be like Bandit and have kids like Bluey. So there you go. This WhatsApp group depressed. I mean, right. <laughs> just, just what? Sorry. <laughs> Nothing. Let's move on. Um, good. Um, Very rude. Um, EA Sports, WRC. Oh, I'm quite looking forward to this. Neil's, do- Neil's doing this, aren't you? I thought you'd be in for this. Well, I don't know whether Neil's doing it or whether I'm doing it or what. I think if Neil, I, I asked him the other day, have you, uh, are you doing this one? And he didn't really answer me. So there you go. If he's doing it, brilliant. I'll look forward to reading it. If not, then uh, I guess I'll get stumped with it. Because, you know, nobody else seems to like driving games. I put my name in. I put my name in. Got taken away. I just don't don't like Forza. I do like Forza. I played Forza. Did you? Did you play it properly? I did, but it got to a point when I was going around a racetrack and I was knowing all the turns before you did it. I was thinking... Well, that's kind of the point. But how do I know this after seven years since the last one? Because it's it's the same bloody track. That's what I'm not saying. Uh, (laughs) It's not not Prague, is it? No, it's something else. I I mean, the fact that most of these tracks, I say in fact all of these tracks, I think are real-world locations, Mm. they don't change. No. So, you know, seven years is nothing in the life of a racetrack. No. So it's not like it's suddenly going to move to Miami and be all sunny and That's sandy, right, I want, is I want it? Something different. I want so. madness. It's good. It's <laughs> fine. It's okay. Um, it's good. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah. Awesome. You really don't want to play the crew. <laughs> it is dreadful. Came the came the year. It's not what Neil said. Yeah. Came well, I, I, I told Neil it's um, it's like bad fan fiction for Forza Horizon. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh dear. So. Um, Let's talk Jagged Alliance 3. I think, Paul, you're doing this one? Um, no, you're not, I, are you? I haven't been told. No. So, no. <laughs> That's another Although one. Although I do seem to get stuck with these ones. I've seen there's another Strategic Mind game out, so I'm going to get lumbered with that, no doubt. Um, this is uh, RTS, but it's got brilliant kind of reviews on PC, but whether it comes to console and how that console transition is, it's yeah, a big that's, thing. That's yeah, that's the thing. You've got to get the mapping of the controller right, yeah. otherwise it's just a mess. Mm. Um, like Age of Empires, that was brilliant. Yeah, that was very good. Um, I'm getting through this list. Teardown. Um, Richard, you like the look of this, do you? Yeah, I was, had a hands-off preview for it a couple of weeks ago now. Um, this is looking really good. Um <laughs> The, the art style that they've gone for with the, this voxel um, style, um, but with ray tracing, um, just looks really impressive. And the fact that everything's destructible um, might sound like it's going to burn your Series X down, but from what I've seen so far, it's running very smoothly at 60 frames. Great. Good. Well, we'll see that sometime in November. And the last one on the list is The Invincible, which I love the look of another sort of spacey game like almost a bit like deliver yes. us from mars yeah no. looks very good this. it's very Even good the artwork looks great yeah it does doesn't it yeah very keen on that one i'll play that I'll pick that up at some point um and that's our list um i'm sure there's more in there that we've missed but um there we go now let's play a quiz we haven't done a quiz for ages richard's got one richard over to you yay thank you um this quiz is going to be very quick hopefully um basically what i've done is i've taken titles of games that we'll all know and run them through a thesaurus and you've got to guess what title is <laughs> wow i like this awesome. okay. so for example uh if i said arachnid male what would that be spider-man spider-man, Spider-Man. yeah there we go that's that's all you've got to do I thought I thought mail light letter then. I was thinking spider letter. That doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, hearing hearing may lie the problem. Uh, um I have quite a few of these, I'll just see how we get on. Yeah. Um Is it just shout out the answer or do you want us to buzz or how do you uh, want to play it? Always buzz. I think always I, I think I can remember buzzes. <clears throat> what have we got? Okay, cool. What's our buzzes? What's our buzzes noise? Well, uh, mine was meow. Okay. Yeah. What was yours, Dan? Mine was buzz. And mine was. Ah, ah, ah. 
It wasn't that long. Ago, <laughs> that, that. Well, it wasn't. <laughs> that, that's new. Oh my god! I never want to hear that ever again. I'm doing that. Hold my dreams. That's that's my one. Hubba, hubba, hubba. Is, that, yeah. is that your new one? Yeah. Hubba, hubba. Oh my goodness. I, I think I can manage to associate that with you, Gareth. Good. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Really question one. Could be something like ding dong. But anyway, go on. Sorry. <laughs> question one. Uh, deity related to battle. Meow. Paul. God of War. Well done. Can I change well my? Done. Can I change well my own thing? <laughs> can I change it from hubba hubba? It's too long to do. Can I just have? Wow. No. Wow. No. That's it. Good. That's what I'm doing. That's, too, that's too close to meow. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Get get your own bloody buzzer, um, Briley. Okay. Um, do uh, like you used to okay, do. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> all right. Question two. Chrono <laughs> uh, smashes. Meow. Paul. Is it time splitters? Well done. That's really well done. Good. Very good. <laughs> uh, question three. Uh, lifeless territory. Uh, oh, was that Gareth? Is yeah, that Gareth's noise? Yeah. Dead space. Well done. Brilliant. Uh, I like this next one. Extraterrestrial murky dip. <laughs> I like that. I don't know what it is, but I like it a lot. Um, <laughs> that's great. What? <laughs> Darren? I'm going to guess I think it is. Alien hominid? No. That was what I was thinking. Can we have the clue again? Yeah, extraterrestrial murky dip. <laughs> it's not this. Alien isolation. Oh, no. meow. Paul? Alien dark descent. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, nice. It's, That's great. Oh. Really good. I love that. It just light suddenly dawned. That's really good. That's my favourite ever. Good. Uh, question five is weight outcome. Buzz. Oh, gone down to it. Darren? Oh, no, I think I've got this wrong. What, heavy rain? No, but very good guess. Can you say it again? Yeah, weight outcome. When you say weight, is it weight as in weight or is it weight as in heavy? Weight as in heavy. We, we know heavy right. is the first word. Trying to think of games with heavy. Uh, uh, um, not necessarily. Oh. That's that's the beauty of the thesaurus. Oh, meow. Paul? Meow, meow. Mass Effect? Well done. Nice. Oh, well done. Oh, nice. <laughs> I would not have got uh, that. This this one I think is a bit tricky, but uh, shared connected with every Titan. Uh, Shadow of, Shadow of the Colossus. Ah, oh, well done. Well done. Oh, well done. done. Whew, that's a good one. Hi. Uh, question seven. Satan can sob. <laughs> Meow. That's great. I know oh. that is. <laughs> Devil may cry. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Oh. Uh, question eight. Vagrant. Buzz. Darren. Stray. Yeah, it is. Oh, Very oh, good. Really well, done. well done. Question nine. Deceased Peninsula. Buzz. Darren. Fallen Isle. Ooh, no. Um, no. Uh, Death Stranded? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, meow. Paul. Dead Island. Yeah, yeah. It's... Oh, oh, right, yeah. yeah. Um, this one, I think, is a bit trickier. Um, native reprobate. <laughs> I'm dreading what the answer is to this one. What is it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um. That's not ringing any bells. No. Native reprobate. Is it Gareth? Do you want me to, <laughs> <laughs> want me to skip that one? 
Oh, uh, no, I, want you, I think you should tell us what it is. I'll tell you what it is, but I'll... <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I, I don't know the answer. Yeah. No. It's Resident Evil. Oh. oh. Never really got that. That's good. Oh, that's... Very good, though. Uh, question 11. Mute Mound. Buzz. Taryn. Silent Hill? Yeah, yeah well done. <laughs> uh, question 12. Martyr's Line. Meow. Saint oh. Row. Yeah, good one. Brilliant. Oh, well Question 13. Concluding Delusion. <laughs> Mm. All this silence is great podcasting, isn't it? <laughs> um, <sighs> no, I can't get that one. I've got it. Oh, meow. Got it. Paul? Final Fantasy. Yeah, well, well oh, done. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Question 14, felony supervisor. <laughs> uh, uh, crime boss? Gareth. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, question 15, marvellous mugging vehicle. Buzz. <laughs> Darren. That's, yeah. great. that's brilliant. <laughs> that is absolutely brilliant. Uh, uh, next one, Crown of Light. Uh, this one's one word, uh, though. Darren. Halo? No. Yes. Put that one in for you. If I didn't get that, I would have just logged off. <laughs> in protest. Uh, question 17, Maroon Down. Uh, I haven't got that. Red Dawn? No. No. Meow? Paul? Is it Red Faction? No. Oh. Darren, I think you're missing a uh, an infamous game from release this year. Um, oh no, the pressure. I can't think. No, it's all on you now, it does. Is it Maroon as in the colour or Maroon as in Stranded on an Island? The colour. Oh, okay. Well, they're spelt the same anyway, aren't they? Um, oh, yeah, true. <sighs> oh, I don't know. I can't think. Uh, Redfall was that one. Oh, oh yeah. We all yeah. well forgotten about that one. Put it yeah. to the yeah, back of all... our mind. I haven't forgotten about it. Pulls the only Take the FPS is there now. Pause the only one playing it. <laughs> Good. Oh, I missed that press release. <laughs> well, you know, you've got to keep your uh, finger on the pulse, Darren, when you're a games journalist like what we are. <laughs> mm. I've got I've got three more, so go on, go on, go let's these. do it. Uh, score check. Yeah, you don't want you don't want one. Um oh, Paul's Paul's way ahead. Way ahead. So. <laughs> Paul's one, but they just do these last three. Uh, question 18, diminutive ticker. Buzz. Darren. Atomic Heart. Well, well done. Well Thank done. Uh, question 19, sharpshooter noble. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> yeah, Paul. Sniper Elite. <laughs> That's good. I yeah. love that. Oh, yes. <laughs> And finally, I like this one as well. Shielded Nucleus. Hmm. Oh, sounded oh, like somebody got it then. No. No. Uh, no. What is it? What is it? Armored Core. Oh, oh good. of oh. Good. Yeah, that's good. Great. Um, very good. Very good. Very good. Brilliant. That's, that's a good quiz. I like that. Okay. Uh, 
Richard Weldon. Good. Don't Thank copy you. it. Don't copy it, Paul. <laughs> Richard's. Richard's. I'll copy it, but I'll do it running it through an Italian dictionary. Good. Now, gentlemen, if we need to get hold. No, what we'll be saying, let's see what you're doing next week. Let me know. Richard. Uh, what did I put? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm off to Taiwan next ah, week. Oh, yeah, of course. Brilliant. Oh, nice. Have a nice time. Taiwan with Taiwan with work, and then five nights in Tokyo for me. Oh, good five very nights nice. in Tokyo. I'm very jealous. Like a small windy film. Um, <laughs> well, uh, uh, make a small indie film. Your own, <laughs> yeah, do it. Do it for us. <laughs> um, I'll be. We'll be taking lots of pictures. Good, brilliant. Enjoy it, Richard. Um, Darren, what are you doing? Uh, so I'm looking forward to playing Alien Hominid Invasion, which is out now. I played it at WASD in London with uh, Richard earlier in the year. So a bit of a sequel to an indie hit, an Xbox exclusive back in the day as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Good. Paul, you is that the one I have to help you with? Yes, Paul, and you're going to love it. It's like Metal Slug, so if you can book with Cell Shaded Aliens, I'm sure you'll love it. Can't wait. <laughs> Good. Um, and Paul, what about you? Um, it's back to reality for me, unfortunately, so I'll be going back to work, um, although I've got a little bit of fishing at the weekend to look forward to as well, so not all bad. Oh, good. All right, gentlemen, thank you very much. Now, we need to get hold of you. Where can we get hold of you, Richard? Uh, I want X, I'm going to call it Twitter again, X is an Instagram, and I'm at Dobbo1912. And Paul, what about you? I am on X and Threads, and my handle is at Xbox Hub Paul. And Darren, what about you? Is Threads still going? Yeah. Oh. It's, it's a much nicer place than uh, X as well. Mm-hmm. X is no one there. Yeah, it's because it's like an echo chamber. <laughs> no, it's, there's lots of people there. It's just on X these days. It just seems everybody wants to argue, and it gets oh, a bit tiring. Yeah. yeah, but it's, um, it's worse now. Yeah. Is it? What about Instagram? Put a picture of him. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been a while. Sorry, guys. This one's catch up. Yeah. I'm sorry. Also on Twitter, and I'm gonna refer it to Twitter forever because X is stupid and stupid sign on stupid building by stupid Elon Musk. Uh, it's at twenty seven Darren is my handle. So follow me if you want politics. Yes. Um, more on politics just yeah. at the moment, I have to say. Yeah. COVID inquiries. Uh, going on. COVID inquiries going well. Um, right, and you can find me on Jesus Riley <laughs> on many things. But for now, gentlemen, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of XboxHub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.xboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds, Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub, and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook.